ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. I am Kathy Holland, and today I am honored to have a very special co-host with me, Donna Marie Newkirk. How are you today? I am doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, just trying to stay cool. It's about 97 degrees down here. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Texas. Thank you. <laughs> And today we have uh, we have Jen with us. She is going to discuss the word knowledge. So, Jen, when you hear the word knowledge, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, the difference between knowledge and wisdom is what, what pops into my head. Uh, you know, knowledge is knowing that um, a tomato is a fruit, and wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. So it, it, knowledge is, is a wonderful thing, and we have such, um, a, so much access to knowledge these days, which is fantastic. There's no more spending an hour in a bar debating who starred in that movie because you can just look it up and move on with your lives. Um, and people say that maybe that has led to less wisdom, but it, I don't know that it's a, 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 I think the trade-off may be worth it. I agree. I love that analogy with tomato and the fruit salad. That's great. Donna Marie, what do you think when you hear knowledge? Um, The first thing that I think about is biblical, the tree of knowledge. Um, It encompasses everything that's in our world, whether it has to do with science, art, humanity, uh, religion, philosophy. I mean, knowledge is everything. Um, knowledge is power. Um, you know, it, it, I, it just, I mean, it, I was thinking about it earlier today, and I said, my goodness, that's a loaded thing. We might need 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really is. So when I think of, of knowledge, um, I think of resource and education. Right, because knowledge comes from somewhere. Right, you have to be resourceful in how you gain your knowledge and where you get your information from. Um, but I think that's where discernment comes in mm-hmm. on how you interpret and what you interpret to be knowledge or experience or just wisdom. So, I. I opens up a whole web of things when I think of the word knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those words that could be in a circle, you know, what came first, chicken or the egg? Because right. knowledge is available, but not everybody grabs it. So you have to have wisdom to know that you need to seek the knowledge. And then when you get the knowledge, you have wisdom. It's kind of like... um. Um, I'm I'm into a lot of philosophy, and I love Confucius. And he he had one. Hope I'm saying it right, but he says um, that the person who learns does um, but does not think is totally lost. But he that thinks, in other words, chases wisdom, but does not learn, is in a big ball of trouble. <laughs> now, of course, that he. You know, he, did, he didn't term it that way. That's basically the gist of it. So, you know, we, we, we have to continually seek 
knowledge, continually grow. How do you think that you can verb that? I mean, I know we've done a lot of interviews in the last, you know, we've done 190, we just put out the 193rd episode. And one of the questions that we asked people was, how do we close the gap, right? And is it is it knowledge? Is it information? Is it education? And a lot of the response that we've gotten is, show us, don't tell us, mm. right? Show me how it's done. Don't tell me how it's done. And I feel like that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. But in your perspective, and Jen, yours as well, how do you feel like we can verb knowledge? Um, I think we can say that it, it's um, learning. Just keeping your mind open. Always be learning. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, but, yeah, just, yeah, but, yeah Jen, you, you're really right. It's be, um, when we're little... Okay, as babies, the first thing we do to our baby is start to talk to them. And they look at us. And then all of a sudden they start blowing bubbles. And then they start sounding things. And it sounds babble, but to their mind, to their brain, they've gotten knowledge to know that voice comes out of my mouth. And then they gain more knowledge and learn how to make sentence and to stand and walk. And then, you know grade 1 through 12, and then you've gotten all that knowledge. But as we know, once you get to 12, you're still not quite there. (laughs) Uh And then, you know, um, you have to have, uh, you know, you have to have clarifying answers to different questions um, at different stages. And I, myself, at my stage might know what that 12th grader knows, and it's secondhand, but I still have questions as to what's the next 25 look like and what do I need to know. So knowledge is, is, like you said, it's a continual seeking of an answer. Right, and it's always being prepared to file away information. Like before you made a reference to the chicken and the egg, and I thought, oh, I actually know the answer to that because I saw someone post it on Facebook that the, uh, the egg came first because lizards were laying eggs uh, before chickens evolved. And that was just, I was just scrolling through Facebook. You know, we say mindlessly, but that was very inf- interesting information, and I filed it away. I actually, you know, I learned if you're always open like that then you can gain more knowledge. Hmm. How much do you think that having um, an open mind and being open to another's perspective has to play in knowledge? Well, I think if we're open to other people's perspectives, then you know, the, underneath that is the acknowledgement that I don't know everything. And, you know, like, um, like Socrates said, the only true knowledge is knowing what, that you know nothing. So you can't learn if you think you know everything. And other people have different experiences and therefore will have a different take on things. And even if you're reading a book or getting information in a class, 
that other person, the writer or the teacher, they have gained their own experience. So you need to be open to that instead of going to class thinking, I know everything about this. Why am I even here? Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, <clears throat> pardon me, um, to seek knowledge is something that it's got to be done. It doesn't need to be done all at once, but you, like you said, the um, January, you have to have your mind open because knowledge just doesn't come from a book. It comes from our experiences, our environment, um, and you can't just get it all, like I said, all in one place. Um, it'll leave you in one place, and that's why, like I know working along with rural America, because they don't have a lot of outside influences, they only know what rural America knows. And then you take that person and you stick them in the middle of Houston, <laughs> and they're lost. Um, so it's not, you know, knowledge is not just sought through your day, you know, day in and day out. It's, it's like you have to make a intensive um, – you know, you have to be intent and you have to have intention and patience to seek through your environment or the people that are coming to you. Um, my mom used to say she would give me an analogy or she would give me something, some meat, and she would say to me, I've given you the answer in this, what you're seeking, but it will be for you to think about what to take out of it and what to throw in the trash can. <laughs> but if I was completely closed to her, as some people are closed to other people in their words, then I wouldn't have learned nothing. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you, uh, Jen, on that. Um, we have to be open. Absolutely. And, and again, we, we bash social media, but that is definitely a way that people who um, are living in the, in the rural bubble or in their own neighborhood, in a city, whatever, they can follow people who are not like them on Twitter. They don't even have to interact with them. They just have to listen. And so mm -hmm. we have so much opportunity to expand our, our knowledge and our experience without even leaving our house. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I um I homeschool my kids, and the, the way that I would prefer to teach world history is to reach out to people from other places, other states, other countries, other cultures, other ethnicities, and get their take on the situation, get their take on the experience, wisdom from the experience, and the knowledge that they gain from that experience so that it helps my children be more well-rounded. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think if you have a – I may be bucking the system here, but I think that public education is very filtered. So I feel like knowledge is structured somewhat for kids. Yeah, it, in the U.S., we definitely teach the test, which is something that really is going to have to change in the coming years, I hope. Yeah, yeah. I do hope it, so. It, it, it makes it very structured and very in a nutshell, and that is not what it is because, you know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
if you don't learn from history, history repeats itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't if we don't come to terms with the things that have happened and the things that could happen, it's going to happen again. So I think that if we're raising a generation of kids that are going to come up to be our doctors and our lawyers, and they need not only wisdom, they need knowledge. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Direct yeah, knowledge. I thought it was always so it, it, so interesting because, you know, when I went to college, I thought I was, like, really smart, you know. I made it through high school. My mom, she traveled. You know, we got to go. Uh, she picked my brains, you know, all kind of stuff. And comparatively to many people, maybe I was pretty knowledgeable. However, once I stepped foot in college and I got into some of those other courses, I, my number one paramount thing as far as the education system is why didn't they teach me that when I was in high school or in middle school? There were courses that I took like anthropology and different elements of the science and the stars and, the, you know, just uh, environmental things. And I think some of that needs to be incorporated with, you know, that knowledge base. The kids can handle it. So even though my kids are going to public school, I make sure that they're getting a sublet and they they get those other things. You know, I buy uh, science magazines and I buy whatever, and I make them read them because I don't want them to just be channeled, you know. Now, I'm not the homeschooler I would love to be, but I'd kill them. So, <laughs> so they got to go to school, you know, for the basics. And then I just, like I said, supplement, you know. But, um, you know, the quest for international, I mean, intellectual growth or self-improvement, that's a gap. Intellectual, intellectual, I can't say the word, sorry. Intellectual growth is what they perceive education to be doing. But they forget that self-improvement should be incorporated the humanities needs to be much more incorporated. And and like you said, I, I love that, Cassie, that you want to find out all the elements of history. And, you know, that causes a lot of our divisions, um, ethnically, culturally, racially, religiously. That's how it keeps us separate. But if they incorporated it in an educational way and given that knowledge base, I truthfully believe we would not have so much problem on the other side. I totally agree. I was telling a lady the other day, I said, you know, as a parent, it is my job to get my kids into heaven, not to Harvard. So I feel like educating is one of the best ways to do that because it will teach them how to be kind, accepting, well-rounded, well-educated individuals. So, you know, I mean, it's not about necessarily the the book-smart education for me. It's more about the conscious knowledge, you know, that, you know, that happened. How do we avoid that from ever happening again? You know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Critical thinking now, is Jen, very important. Mm-hmm. Now, Jen, what do, what do you do for a living? 
Um, well, I'm a freelance writer. I do marketing type writing. Um, and then I also have a, a coaching business that helps uh, perfectionists. Oh, interesting. You got to have a lot of knowledge to perfectionist. do that. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said she is our professional imperfectionist. That's right. Yes, indeed. That's wonderful. And you got to have a lot of knowledge to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, it's that you know, I just keep absorbing information about that. And it started as just trying to learn, do my own self-improvement and increase my, um, my emotional intelligence because mm-hmm. we don't focus on that enough. And the interesting thing is that to teach someone, and one thing I've learned is that to teach someone something, you only have to know more about it than they do. We think, mm-hmm. oh, I can't teach unless I'm an expert on it and I'm the, I have to be the foremost expert and I have to have degrees. And no, that's perfectionism talking. If you, you know, I know how to knit. If you want to learn how to knit, I can teach you. I'm not mm-hmm. the best knitter in the world, not the best knitting teacher in the world, but I can absolutely teach you how to knit because I know it and you don't, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to have a, in order to teach the person learning has to have a desire to learn. That's an important thing. Something I teach, the, try to teach my boys. It's Absolutely. Have a desire. And, and, and you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> we had a guest the other day, and one of the very first things she said was, the day you stop learning is the day you die. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. You, know, you, don't, you don't know any you don't know everything. You're never gonna know everything. And the day you think you do know everything is the day you stop growing. Yep. Mm. Yes. Yes. So, all right, ladies. We are getting ready around time to wrap it up. Let's take the last couple of minutes and leave a message of wisdom about knowledge for our audience. Okay, Donna Marie, would you like to share some wisdom with us? Sure. Um, there's, um, I think her name is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, please forgive me. Um, I think it's Frances Dugan. <clears throat> and it's uh, a really neat little poem. And it says, we learn something new from living and from nature every single day. And you never stop do, doing learning through the years, especially when they've left you gray. <clears throat> and I, I know that, um, I, I don't know the whole poem, but I know that that's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, basically, I would want everyone to understand that, okay, you know, you get these brainiacs and they go through masters and they get a doctorate and then they think they know so much, but they too are learning. And I would want those who are knowledgeable to understand that there are those that are not, that I put them to task to help them to learn, but to not be, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, what do you call it, whatever. <laughs> like don't be so stuck on the fact that you've learned. Um, and likewise, like I tell my children, or anyone else, there's libraries, there's movies, there's, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, 
He's out. I don't know what happened. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse that. My computer just went crazy. Um, but I would want, um, you know, people to know that they can, they can continue to learn, like that poem, Until You Get Gray. Um, it's very important. As I, Cassie, you know, I'm always learning something. I'm always putting a certificate out there. I just finished a 115-hour course to be a community health worker. Like, I'm really going to go out and do it. But it's very important. Well, it is important. You're always a person that backs up knowledge with action, and I admire that about you. So thank you for that. What about Jen, you, Jen? About you? Would uh, you like well, to leave our audience with some knowledge? Um, I think um, it's good to remember that you can learn something from everybody. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I had a teacher in school who was kind of obnoxious. When he put this in a very cruel way, but he said, you have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. And, mm. he, yeah, you know, that that's the thing. Is, is he, and he did say it in kind of a belittling way. But... Yeah, if, if we all need to remember that and just that no matter how much I know, there's always something I can learn from other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much, Jen. Ladies, this has been a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I'd like to take a moment and let the audience know that, as always, this show is brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you know somebody that has a story to tell or you have a story that you'd like to share, please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com.